Hi, I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. Do you ever feel intimidated by the saints? I mean, we love the saints, and we admire them, we learn from them, we're inspired by them, but they can be intimidating. I mean, they're just so big, they're these amazing heroes, and I'm just small. I'm just an ordinary Catholic in Pew 17. <laughs> you know, uh, they're just so amazing. They're they're perfect. They're just so perfect. And I know I'm so imperfect. I know how you know they overcame sin in their lives. It's incredible. But I'm overcome by sin in my life. Do you ever feel intimidated by the saints? You look at them, and again, we admire them from afar, but I, I just can't relate to them. And, uh, you know, I've got piles of laundry to get done at home. I've got piles of paperwork to get through in the office. I'm just trying to say my prayers. I'm just trying to raise my kids, and uh, I, I can't relate to them. They're just so extraordinary. You know, they have this heroic virtue, heroic sanctity, and then they've got these extraordinary spiritual experiences. At least many of them do. You read their uh, about their lives and you hear about how they levitate. I, I, I can't do that in the chapel, <laughs> you know, or, or they bilocate. They're in two different places at the same time. How do they do that? I mean, I have a hard enough time being at the one place I'm supposed to be at the right time. <laughs> so uh, I can't bilocate. I, I don't have the stigmata. Uh, many of these saints, saints have visions, and I've never had that before. Mary's never appeared to me. Uh, I, I haven't had whisperings of Jesus and or seeing Jesus reveal himself to me. I, 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 I can't relate to that. Then there's there's these other things that they do. They do they do these crazy things like some of them will stay up all night and lay prostrate in a chapel. Uh, I, I've never done that before. <laughs> or they wear hair shirts or uh, like St. Francis throws himself in a thorn bush to, to battle impurity in his life. And I, I, I'm just not up for that right now. <laughs> so sometimes the saints can can appear intimidating to us ordinary Catholics like like you and me. I'm reminded of something, uh, I heard one of my professors quote St. Bernadette of Subaru, uh, where she once felt this way. She felt a little overwhelmed in reading all the lives of the saints, and she said, oh, why does no one tell us about the sins of the saints? <laughs> and I, I love that line, uh, and, I, and I can appreciate what, what Bernadette is expressing in that. It's not so much that we want to bring the saints down to our level so that we can lower the standard of love and holiness and virtue in their lives. It's not so much that, but I, I want to hear about their struggles. I want to hear about their weaknesses more because then I, I, I can relate to them and I could see how God did extraordinary, amazing things in them, but it was it, meeting them in, in the valley of their humility. It was meeting them in their weaknesses that, that we share uh, and, and seeing how God helped them through their difficulties, how God overcame their weaknesses in their lives, how God helped them persevere through their struggles. That's the, the humanness of the saints is what I love to hear about. And, and, and that's what I want to share with you today because the Catholic Church is getting ready to celebrate this great feast, this great solemnity of All Saints Day. And when we think about this feast day, we can sometimes think of it as, you know, just for that, you know, elite group of those extraordinary souls. And don't get me wrong, they are extraordinary, but but they're not just there to for us to admire from afar. Because the great feast of All Saints Day is for you. It's for me. 
Did you know that? That this this solemnity is not just about a small group of, you know, superhero Catholics, you know, that had their superhero powers, their spiritual Catholic powers. You know, this one was really great at fasting. This one was awesome at evangelization. This one was amazing at serving the poor. No, no, no. They all shed light on the mystery of being a disciple of Jesus and following Jesus. And this great feast day actually isn't just for that small group. It's for all of the faithful men and women throughout the ages, the ordinary Catholics who are faithful and persevere throughout their lives. That's what we're going to talk about because All Saints Day is for you. It's for me. And I want to welcome you to this All Saints Day edition of All Things Catholic. I'm your host, Edward Sri, And uh, in these days leading up to All Saints Day, I just want to get our hearts ready. Uh, but before we, we jump into the theology and the meaning of All Saints Day, uh, I just want to give a, a shout out to a number of groups I've been visiting over the last couple of weeks. October has been a busy month. I had a two-week sprint. Uh, I didn't have any travel for almost two months, uh, and my November is going to be pretty quiet as well. But I had a two-week sprint here in October where I was all over uh, Wisconsin, the great state of Wisconsin. I was blessed to be able to, to speak at St. Raphael's Parish in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, to do a Saturday morning parish mission for them. Uh, I then also went to La Crosse, Wisconsin. That was a wonderful visit at, at a parish there, and I got to visit the great shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe. If you've never been to this shrine. It is absolutely beautiful. Uh, and and the, and the people there told me that there, they, there was a special relationship with the shrine in, in Mexico, the, the original shrine. And, and if you go to this one in La Crosse, Wisconsin, you get the graces of a pilgrimage to the shrine in Mexico. So uh, I, got, I went to Mexico by going to La Crosse, Wisconsin <laughs> this, last, this last week. That was amazing. Uh, I was in Green Bay, Wisconsin for another Marian shrine. This one you may have heard of is the one shrine in the United States that's dedicated to an approved Marian apparition. Our Lady of Good Help appeared uh, to a, a young adult named Adele in the 1800s. There's great miracles associated with this place. It was a wonderful event. We were doing a, a pilgrimage retreat with all of the focus team directors. So I was very blessed to be with all these leaders from all around the United States and to be able to pray, to be able to go on pilgrimage, to turn to Our Lady and consecrate our mission to her. So I ask your prayers for all of them as well. Uh, I was also in the Diocese of Wichita with Bishop Kimmy and all of his clergy doing a workshop on evangelization for their clergy. Uh, I was in Nashville, Tennessee, Long Island, New York. It's been a busy, intense two weeks. Thrilled to be back uh, here in Denver again. But I have to tell you, there's one really special thing uh, I want you all to pray for because the Sri family had a, a wonderful event uh, in the middle of these trips. I came home uh, on the weekend and uh, my daughter was home with her boyfriend, Caden, whom she's been dating for quite a while. Met him at college. He's a good Catholic man. And we've known that this eventually was going to move toward marriage. And we really, we really love them. And, uh, but, but this weekend, it, this past weekend, it became official. They are engaged. We have the first engagement in the three households. So ask your prayers for Madeline and Caden. Uh, and they'll be getting married after they, they graduate a year from now. So, uh, wonderful, wonderful news. Uh, and we pray that we all become saints through our vocation and pray especially for them. Let's turn now to this great solemnity coming up here, All Saints Day. As I mentioned, this feast day here is not about just a small elite group of, of Catholics. You know, if you made it into the book of Butler's Lives of the Saints, now now you are officially a saint. You know, 
we pray for all the holy men and women of God. You know that song that we sing, you know, Saint Raphael, pray for us, you know, and then but there's that line at the end when you go through that litany of saints at the end, all holy men and women of God, pray for us. So all holy men and women of God, not just the ones that have their names, you know, etched in some book in the in the Vatican that, you know, they they were canonized officially. But it's all the holy men and women of God. In fact, the Bible and the book of Revelation describes the great multitude uh, of great saints that will gather around God's throne. So it's not just those small elite, you know, that, that small elite group of people. It's not just those that make into a book about the saints. It's not just the officially canonized saints. It's all holy men and women of God, meaning ordinary Christians like you and ordinary Christians like me. The saint is meant to, to, to celebrate the, the thousands and thousands of just farmers and peasants throughout the centuries, moms that just spent their lives pouring themselves out into their children. They weren't known for doing anything famous. They weren't known for starting religious order. They weren't known for you know, having some big international stage that they could teach from. There, there's, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of just ordinary moms and dads Workers, single people, elderly people, young people, <laughs> uh, ordinary people that loved Jesus with all their heart and followed him through difficulties and through trials. I think that's one of the keys is if we're willing to do difficult things with Jesus, to persevere through challenges, in other words, to follow Jesus through the cross, if we're willing to do that, we can be saints you know, I think about something St. Bernard of Clairvaux once said. He addressed the question, why should we honor the saints? I mean, the saints don't have any need of our attention, our praises, our honoring of them. And uh, why, why do we do that? Uh, and he says, the saints have no need of honor from us. Neither does our devotion add the slightest thing to what is theirs. But I tell you, when I think of them, I feel myself inflamed by a tremendous yearning. That's St. Bernard of Clairvaux, the medieval great saint, theologian, spiritual writer. He, he says the saints don't need our attention. That's not why we honor them. That's not why we have this feast day. That's not why we read about their lives and read their writings and strive to imitate them. The reason we do all that is because when we think about them, we we can feel inflamed by a tremendous yearning. We're inspired by their way of life. And that's why we have this great feast day. And I notice in my own life, every time I come to this feast day and I think about, you know, the gospel reading is the Beatitudes uh, on that day, you know, as Jesus is teaching in the Sermon on the Mount of all, all the Beatitudes, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are the meek. And, and it's all about, these are the, the qualities of Jesus that, are, that Jesus himself singles out about himself. Pope Benedict once said that the, the Beatitudes uh, are like a, a window into the, to be, being able to see the face of Christ. And, and this is what we want to imitate about Jesus, all those wonderful qualities. But those are the qualities that the saints had and possess in heaven. And, and they love the Lord with all their heart, with all their soul, with all their strength, with all their mind. And, and, they, and they share in the joy, the blessed joy of being together with Jesus. I think when we look at the saints, there's that yearning to share in what they share. I want to share in that love. It's so beautiful. I want to share in their joy. I want to share 
in that triumph, that triumph over sin and evil and the devil in this world. I, I'm so excited, Jesus. We know we know you know there's lots of struggles in the culture, struggles in the in the church today, but but we know the end of the book. We know the end of the story. Jesus wins. <laughs> Christ is risen. He's the king. Vivo Cristo Rey. And and I want I just can't wait to be a part of that victory. God willing, if I remain faithful. And so I long for that. I, I long to share in what they share. They also have this wonderful joy of being together. They long for community. You know, I, I, that's what I long for, community, fellowship, that belonging that they have, that, that unity that they share together. It's beautiful. You know, I think in our very isolated, lonely world today, there's so many things that replace our desire for that kind of fellowship. You know, we, we just, you know, so many young people especially just are very isolated, but they but they try to connect digitally, you know, with Instagram and Snapchat and uh, and, and Facebook, you know, and, and I, I think those things kind of, you know, point to that deeper longing we have to see the face of Christ, to be united together with him, the true family of God. That's the real fellowship, not how many followers I have and likes and comments and you know people I may meet all over the world. And I'm saying these things are bad in and of themselves. There's dangers, of course, but, but, but I think it points to this deeper yearning. Uh, look at the joy they have, the love they have with Jesus and with each other. I want to be a part of that. Don't you? That's what All Saints Day is about. This is what I'm going to share with you something uh, Pope Benedict once said about All Saints Day. He says, this is the meaning of the solemnity. He says, quote, looking at the shining example of the saints to reawaken within us the great longing to be like them, happy to live near God, in his light, in the great family of God's friends. Being a saint means living close to God, to live in his family. And this is the vocation of us all. So uh, that, whenever I think of All Saints Day, it's, it's to, uh, I think that's been the main purpose of this feast is to reawaken this desire. We see the great saints. We see their fellowship all together, not just one individual saint. I think sometimes people think All Saints Day, I'm going to think about one saint. That's not what it's about. It's called All Saints Day. It's not one saint day. It's not pick your favorite saint day. That's not what this is about. This is All Saints Day. And that's all the, the blessed canonized saints that we know about. But it's not just them. It's the great multitude, the thousands and thousands of just unnamed, unknown, ordinary Catholics throughout the ages that loved and served and gave their life to Jesus Christ and remained faithful through many trials and difficulties. They did not turn back. They persevered. And Christ has won the victory in their souls. And Christ has won the victory in this world. It's that fellowship of all the saints and I wanted to be a part of that. I long for that. And so I'm inspired by them. But to be a saint, you know, here's, here's a key thing. Uh, Pope Benedict also mentions this, you know, to be a saint isn't, you know, it, it doesn't require that you wear a hair shirt necessarily. It doesn't require that you have an extraordinary spiritual, you know, mystical vision of Jesus Christ, you know, or that you stay up all night in prayer every night and uh, or that you bilocate and you levitate you know it it doesn't require all those extraordinary things i think sometimes those are like the ornaments that god puts on certain men and women but it's not the essential it's not the essential part of 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 what it means to be a christian to be a saint so don't think of being a saint is is being tied up with extraordinary actions or extraordinary charisms or extraordinary spiritual mystical experiences if you don't have any of those that's okay 
there are a, there's a great multitude in heaven that never had those and they are just as glorious and beautiful in God's eyes as St. Bernard, as St. Therese, as St. Mother Teresa, as St. John Paul II. The canonized saints are ones that the church lifts up and holds up as models for us. And, and so they're, they're there. But, but wow, I, I can't wait to meet just all those, those moms and dads that were open to life and had children and, and poured their lives out into children and, and the countless sacrifices they made every night. We may not stay up all night in prayer doing vigils like a, like a medieval monk, but many of us have done countless vigils, waking up with babies all night long and then with toddlers and then staying up late with teenagers and then getting up the early the next morning to get kids ready for school. I think we put our time in. <laughs> Maybe it's in a different way in, our, in the vocation of our family life. And I know St. John Paul II, Pope Benedict and Pope Francis, the, the three recent popes have been elevating, you know, trying to elevate more and more ordinary lay people. Family life is an example of saintly life. But, but, but I don't want us to think of being a saint is tied up with those extraordinary actions and charisms and mystical experiences. It can be just that, that ordinary person in the midst of their daily life saying yes to Jesus, renewing their fiat over and over again. Uh, Pope Benedict says it involves simply listening to Christ and following him. This is what it means to become a saint, to listen to Jesus, to follow him without losing heart when facing difficulties. Do you listen to Jesus? Do you take time for prayer each day and ask him to guide you? Do you listen to him? Do you seek his will, praying and discerning what the next steps are for you in your life? Do you listen to Jesus in the needs of your spouse? You know, your spouse keeps saying, I wish you wouldn't be on your phone late at night. I, I just want to talk to you. Do you, listen that, do you listen to Jesus through your spouse or your spouse is saying, I need you home more. I know you have a lot going on at work, but I, I need help here at home. Do you listen to the needs of your spouse? Jesus is speaking through your vocation. For those of us that are raising children, do you listen to Jesus through the needs of your children? Again, we can listen to Jesus' voice, not by like having some you know, extraordinary you know, interlocution, you know, hearing Jesus like Mother Teresa did uh, to start the missionaries of charity or having a vision. We, we can listen to Jesus just through, in the context of our vocation we don't have to be married if you're single. Do you, do you listen to Jesus in the needs of your roommate, of your friends, of, of the people around you in the workplace? Do you notice Jesus in the poor, in those that are suffering, those that are lonely around you? Listening to Jesus, seeking him in the midst of the events that unfold in your life. Do you follow him without losing heart when you face difficulties in the crosses that come? There's going to be suffering. All of us will have suffering in this world. I think this is, this is the key right here. This is probably one of the most important things I want you to take away is what Jesus said, pick up your cross and follow me. Are, are we willing to follow Jesus when things are difficult, when things don't turn out the way we wanted, when we don't feel like we're being treated well? It's in those moments that Jesus is inviting us to, to persevere, to remain faithful. That's where many, many, many Catholics will, will turn back and go, this is too hard. I'm not getting enough out of this. This isn't as fun as it used to be when I was younger being a Christian, you know, and, and they turn away from the path. But All Saints Day is there to remind us it's all worth it. It's worth persevering. 
that I trust that in all things, God works for good in those who love him. So even though this thing that's happening right now is scary, this thing is stretching me, this thing is painful, this thing is really hard, this thing is really sorrowful, whatever this is, again, we're all gonna have suffering in life. It's all gonna be there. But do I really believe that in all things, no matter what happens, God will work for good in those who love him? That if in God's providence, he allowed this suffering, this cross to come into my life, do, do I see this as an opportunity to grow, that God has something in it for me, that maybe he's inviting me to trust him more, to be more patient. Maybe he's inviting me to experience this suffering so that I can be more compassionate and gentle with other people who are suffering. Maybe he's allowing me to grow in humility, uh, to depend on him more and not myself. You know, Whatever is happening in my life, do I really believe that in all things, God works for good in those who love him? That's what this saint, this, this feast of all saints is about. It's to remind us that all the saints in heaven, they persevered through their trials, whether it's the famous saints that we all know about, the canonized ones, or it's the ordinary saints, the simple, unknown, hidden life of untold thousands and thousands and thousands of ordinary people like you and me, that when they faced their trials in life, they did not abandon Jesus. They didn't turn away from the path of discipleship. They didn't turn away from the cross, but they fell on their knees and begged God, give me the grace to persevere. Help me to just continue giving the best of myself to these kids. I completely wiped out, like we talked about in the podcast a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Many of us in parenting feel that way. Help me in my marriage right now, Jesus. It's, it's really hard. I, I'm just so frustrated. I don't understand why my spouse doesn't understand. I, I feel so hurt, but help me to be faithful. Help me to find you in the midst of this cross. Jesus, there's this big problem in, in the parish and the pastor just doesn't understand. And uh, help me, Jesus, to, to persevere and continue to give my best of myself to you in this parish. Jesus, in this friend group or in my workplace, uh, people misunderstand me. They, they falsely accused me and I, they don't, I, and, and I, or I'm being persecuted for my faith right now. Help me, Jesus, to not back down. Help me to continue to persevere because I long to be a part of that triumphant, glorious, joyful fellowship of all the saints, not the not just the extraordinary saints, not just the the canonized saints, but all the saints, and I can join their rank uh, among the many hidden saints throughout the centuries. That's what this great feast day is all about. Thanks so much for listening, my friends. I hope you have a blessed, happy All Saints Day, and I hope to join you in the great party in heaven of all the saints if we persevere. Uh, if you have any questions, you can always reach out to me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, or you can find me on my website, edwards3.com. That's edwardsri.com. And if you want to learn about my Lenten pilgrimage to Rome, where we're going to be walking in the footsteps of the saints, this is what I do when I lead my Rome pilgrimage. There are so many hundreds of saints in Rome, and we're going to see many of them. We'll get close to a hundred of them, and we pray at their tombs. We learn about their lives. I do readings from the saints at the very places where where their relics are, their tombs are, uh, so that the saints aren't just people from the past, they become our friends and lights pointing the way forward for the future so we can join that great fellowship of the saints. If you want to learn more about my Rome pilgrimage, email me at rome.edwards3 at gmail.com. That's rome.edwardsri at gmail.com. We're doing a Lenten pilgrimage this March, the very first week of Lent. We're going to land in Rome on Ash Wednesday to get our ashes in the very city 
where the great tradition of Ash Wednesday began. So again, check it out. You can email me at rome.edwards3 at gmail.com. That's rome.edwardsri at gmail.com. Happy Solemnity of All Saints Day.